Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworker's promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments, you know, without sounding like a complete jerk? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast, a weekly advice show that takes your workplace dilemmas and offers you a better way forward. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. I'm so excited because Hannah Burner is back on RealPod. I love this girl. She is so hilarious, so fun. She's been on the pod before. So if you want to go back and listen to that, definitely check it out. You know, we do all the fun stuff. We do the story. We go back. She has actually an incredible career story from college athlete, division one tennis player to now comedian, entrepreneur, reality star. And I just love her. She is a badass. And I wanted to have her back just to catch up, hear how she's been. We both got married last year. So we caught up on that. I mean, it is so fun. And we're going to get right to it. I love Hannah. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Pepsi Shay. Okay, I see you with that fun username. Left a five-star review, said, my BFF I've never met. Victoria is just the best. You can count on her to be vulnerable, authentic, inspiring, all while being hilarious and relatable. I feel like I've known her for years and we've never met. Thank you for providing the amazing RealPod content I crave Oh my gosh, Pepsi Shay. Thank you. This means the world. And it's funny, I feel the same way. Like, I, the connection goes both ways because when I talk into this mic, you guys are my best friends too. Like, I, it goes both ways, even though I've never met you. And I hope we can meet. Okay. So, if I do another live show this year, you better be there. 
thank you to each and every one of you for listening. And if you want to leave a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show and I appreciate it. And you can be the shout out on next week's episode. Anyways, without further ado, we're going to get started and dive into this episode with Hannah Burner. Okay, Hannah, welcome back to Real Pod. I'm just, I'm so excited. We're bursting at the seams right now. I know. I feel like the first time I was, I was on the pod, we didn't know each other that well. It was very first datey. But we hit it off right away. Of course. Like, sex on the first date. But I do think, <laughs> like, now I've followed you for so long. We follow each other. And we've gone through so many milestones. And I've been purposely biting my fucking lip on the DMs because I'm like, I can't even, where do I even begin? Right. Because I want to sit down with you in person to just, like, pour my heart out. Same. But, like, okay, where do we even freaking start? The wedding? The weddings? Yeah, the weddings. <laughs> Husbands. Like when I started to watch your wedding after I, because you're kind of blackout during your own experience. Right. And then I got to watch your experience. The stuff you were talking about, I was connecting with you so fucking hard. <laughs> I was at a point where when I got engaged, I actually was going through a little depression moment. Why were you going through depressy while engaged? Well, I, I was, it was just like career stuff. I was getting out of reality TV, which at the, it was actually like, you know, when you're finding your lane, yes. it's the most uncomfortable. So I was like getting out of spaces that weren't right for me. And when I wake up in the morning, I think because we were athletes and I worked out for so long as a job, it's not like a fun hobby for me. Mm -mm. So I just like didn't work out for a while. And the next thing you know, you're getting married and I did not expect all of the messages to be all about becoming as small as you've possibly been for that day. Yeah. And I've, I was at a like maybe larger place in my life, which I was a hundred percent comfortable with. Cause I'm like, I have love my life. I'm working on my career. I don't think about my body. And then I started seeing all the like shedding for the wedding shit. Yeah. And you can get on the wrong side of that bridal content real quick. Dude, also, I was Mrs. Like, oh, I'm a chill bride. And then TikTok started sending me like, oh, you're not going to be cool. You're not going to be aspirational. You're not going to have a chic, formal, on the beach, human sacrifice wedding. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm into that. Here's the thing. Everyone thinks they want to be chill. I thought, too, I'll be chill. I was going to have a pizza party. That's what you say until now things cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that you've already worked so hard on that mm -hmm. you're like, every detail does matter because... Mm -hmm. Like if all these people are going to travel to see you and celebrate your love, you want to put a little effort into making it nice. And then you realize like, oh, and I want it to represent me. And you're like, I'm never going to do this again. So I got to go like hard and go out with a bang. Exactly. But I will I will say I loved the originality in your wedding, your Thank bride you. squad, the colors. It's so funny because people have been posting about like the bridesmaids aesthetic they actually, I didn't have bridesmaids. Those were just some of my best friends who happened to all wear different colors that kind of matched my flowers in that photo. Are you serious? I swear to fucking God. I actually ended up being in a time in my life where I actually did have a full bridal party, but I had like already convinced myself like in general that I'd never wanted to like MySpace yeah. top eight my friends. But then I invited all these girls to Miami for my bachelorette, which ended up, I was like, which oh my God, this. It, Dude, I listened to that Bachelorette episode on Giggly Squad like it was my fucking life because, <laughs> because my Bachelorette was coming up and I wanted to hear all about how it went. Okay, so my Bachelorette was so funny because I do have to say my advice is to curate an amazing group of people based on like the personalities. And I got lucky where a lot of my friends didn't know each other. I had college tennis girls. I had 
girls from like my first job I feel like it was crazy but I'm kind of person like if I fuck with you I fuck with you and I don't care if I haven't talked to you for a year right and then I had like more recent girls in podcasting I had comedy people I had reality tv people but they all were my fucking people and they all got along so much I wanted everyone to have fun and then once I was convinced that they were having fun then I could relax and that's my own issues interesting and it is your own issues because (laughs) I feel like I'm the opposite like I went into it like it's my weekend. Yes. I'm not going to care how you got like, not that I don't care. <laughs> I don't but care it's, it's giving cult. It's giving no. cult. And I'm obsessed with it. No, but like, <laughs> no, but okay. I guess what I can say is if it was one of their bachelorettes, oh, I will show up locked and loaded. I'm yes. ready to go. Like everything that I can do to show up for you and make sure that you have the best time. And so it's like almost the trust of knowing that then I could relax and enjoy that this was my time because there's going to be 10 other trips in my life that aren't mine. Yes, that makes complete sense. And I think we also might have different kind of friend groups where I'm the kind of person who I always have like one to three girls in my life who were like my besties in that moment. I don't have large friend groups. It's like so throughout my life, I love having like one or two people that I confide my everything to and I've never been good with like the group friends. Yeah, I had this great group of girls in high school and now, no, there's like a lot of them I don't talk to. It's not, we don't- grown up. Right. Times have changed. And so I always had like one or two, three, four, like really I pick up throughout my life a person who I build this amazing friendship with and we remain friends. And so my bachelorette was those people coming together. And it was cool for me because when am I ever going to have my volleyball teammate, who's also Miss Albania and she lives in Europe now, oh my God. come and meet my childhood best friend and now my best friend in LA. And like, and, and similar to you, we had the best time because I mean, we had just, when you are a good person and you attract good people, they're good people. And then they have that relationships. was my favorite part. <laughs> the whole wedding process is a weird attention that made me a little uncomfy. I like to feel like I earned people's attention. Like, I want people to be like, who is she? And then be like, oh, I like her now. Like, happy birthday attention, I hate. Okay. I don't, the wedding attention, I did not like. Like, walking down the aisle, I did not like feeling like these people were, had to be there. Wait, I have a question, (laughs) and I'm so glad that this is coming up because I haven't been able to dish with any other, like, creators or, like, about this. How many, how big was your wedding? I had 150. Okay, that's big. And I was, like, 220. Mm -hmm. I felt like because I will do public speaking and I will do meet and greets and you do the same thing, I just know how to say hello to people and kind of get in this mode. And I felt like at my own wedding, it wasn't like it was work, but like because we have so much experience greeting the masses and like I made sure every single person at the wedding was like heard and seen. And I feel like I was never too busy for anyone. I feel like some girls, they become like an actual celebrity on their wedding. And I wanted that aesthetic, but I couldn't. (laughs) But I guess my question is like, did you feel that you could do that authentically? Or did you kind of switch into the Hannah Burner who's doing that after your comedy shows? Because it's it was like pretty intimate and it was all just like my family and stuff. I I did not feel like Hannah Burner, the character. I felt like this was the Hannah that everyone knew growing up or knew from college or from whatever. It is so many mixed energies that like uh, when I walk in a room with my Bravo friends, I'm like, that's fucking me. And then now it's like there's also, you know, my husband's friend. You just have to kind of exist and be like, I hope everyone accepts me for me. This is me. I don't know what character to play. And it is kind of raw and vulnerable. And I also had a very weird like reaction to the whole like 
I'm this girl in a dress that has finally met her man that is being given <laughs> to her man. Like I was, I don't know why I had a very volatile like ick from it. Yeah. Because I love the idea of celebrating our love, but I feel like there were so many other things I did in my life that like was more impressive than this. But I don't think it's, <laughs> I think I, I hear you. I want to like yes. shift it slightly to not everyone's coming because Hannah has found a man, but it's two people have achieved what pretty much everyone wants, which is finding a life partner who yes. you're going to be with forever. And so I guess the hopeless romantic in me is less like I'm being given to this man and more so, oh my gosh, we're all here to celebrate that like two people are in love and they're making this commitment. I was, through the process, I was a pretty cynical feminist where a lot of things like, where like alarm bells were going off in my head where I was like, I don't like this. But then now I realize like, holy shit, when is the next time all these people are going to come together right. in one place to acknowledge like, my existence besides like my funeral. Right. And that's so fucked up to say. <laughs> that got really wait. fucking dark. <laughs> me like about to say right before I knew what you said. Like, wait. You're like, yes. Oh, okay. We just took a dark turn. But as in, it is such a beautiful life event mm -hmm. that I now like am embracing. But because parts of the process were pissing me the fuck off. So do you have like wedding regrets then? Um, How are you doing post-wedding? People do talk like there's going to be this like post-wedding depression or something. I did not feel it. Wasn't me. Let, I was like, light off my back. I was like, I did it. We crushed I, it. High five. It felt like a difficult game. I wanted to throw myself a party that you for won. the wedding being over. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> it was it was amazing. And afterwards, I remember, like, honestly, it was, it could not have gone better. It could not have been better. But the upcoming process, okay, so I also hate shopping. So I was kind of stressed out by the process. I went to a random strip mall in Long Island just to like put on dresses to see like what the shapes are. Cause you don't, I don't try ball gowns on. Like, I don't know what I look like in a mermaid versus whatever. I'm telling you the first dress I tried on, I said, I'm done. And the lady was like, try on like five more dresses. I tried them on and I was like, first dress is it. And my mom was like, are you sure? And I went with my gut. I kind of did that with my husband. too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you fucking know, you know, it was $1,700 at a literal random like shack in Long Island. And you know, the wedding scene, like especially in New York, it's like, are you going to go to Madison Avenue and all this stuff? <laughs> Bergdorf's. But I kind of was like, yes, I was like, I just want to, uh, not me going body. to Bergdorf's in New York. <laughs> no, I, like I, sh I, it was giving me too much anxiety for some right. reason. No, but I get that. And I think, I think the most important thing about everything I'm gathering, if I'm turning on my therapist hat, yeah. is that you have so much self-awareness. You're like, this gives me anxiety. This is how I need to be with my friends. Like, you know what you need and you meet your needs. And I think that's, there's power in that. I agree. And I do think there's power in me being like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. I know what I want to put my energy towards. I had this amazing wedding planner. Shout out to Amanda Savory Events, who actually reached out and was like, I've heard you talk about what you want your wedding to be like. Because I, I joked that I wanted a garage wedding. like, But I, I just joked that I was like, I want it to be like fun. I want it mm -hmm. to look like... If you, if you look at my Instagram, like it is like kind of eclectic. I talked to her. She fucking got me. We went through like a lot of decision making. I did not actually see what it was going to look like till the day of my wedding. Wow. And I was like, I, like, it sounds crazy, but I really did trust her. Yeah. And I like, I walked in and I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. Oh, I'm so happy that it worked out that but way. It was, that's a wild I am thing. way too much of a control freak to ever have that be my reality. <laughs> I feel like people do this, but like maybe it's a bride thing, but like I'm even sitting here like, you know, when you just judge yourself and then you're like, yeah. oh God, should I have been more 
free spirited. The and, only thing and, I would have done differently is possibly eloped. <laughs> the only thing I would have done differently is changed <laughs> everything. I went all out. Or I would have eloped, but I think I also was at a point in my life where, like, I kind of wanted to really celebrate, like, my friends yeah. and my love. Especially being in the public eye where I had some, like, stupid reality stuff happen where I wanted to be like, this is my real life. Like, I want to show it. But Des and I, we decided as a couple to not do any, like, wedding press. Like, if people picked it up, like, it's fine. I can't control mm-hmm. it. But we didn't do, which, like, okay, I kind of wanted at first, I really did. I wanted the bride's article. I wanted, we got like offered a New York Times feature. Oh my God, that's amazing. But he was like, you know, you've given so much of your personal life and monetized it. Like, can we just have this for us for a sec? Right. And there was something nice about that. This episode is sponsored by Vionic. Now, I work from home, so I'm home all the time. And I make a point to not walk around barefoot because I already have flat feet. And so then my feet get achy because they're not being supported. And I don't even make a point to wear shoes. I make a point to wear specifically Vionic because Vionic offers shoes for every day and every occasion. But Vionic's shoes have the exclusive Viomotion technology that aligns and balances the whole you feet first. These shoes, all of them, regardless of if they're booties, sneakers, slippers, which I have pretty much everything, have built in arch support and feet support that just do wonders. They even offer a 30-day risk-free trial, so there's no reason not to buy because wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. I am currently literally on my feet. I'm looking down. I have the fuzzy pink slippers, and then tomorrow on my walk, I'm putting on the white sneakers. There are so many cute options, and once again, all of their shoes have amazing support for your feet. Head to www.vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD at checkout for free shipping. Love that. That's www.vionicshoes.com and use code REALPOD, one word, all caps, at checkout for free shipping. This episode is sponsored by Way. I'm so excited about this new sponsor. You all know how specific I am when it comes to food and our relationship with food. And I'm so excited about Way because they are truly making a difference and are helping people listen to their body. Way is a mindful eating app that helps people find peace in their relationships with food and their body. They do this through helping you listen to your body using a combination of intuitive nutrition and behavior science in a simple and thought-provoking experience from three pathways, body feels, emotional eats, and mindful shifts. This is such a cool platform. I checked it out myself and it is truly awesome. There's not many resources out there that are actually helping people learn how to have a better relationship with food and mindfully eat. Way creates a safe, non-judgmental environment immediately. You never step on a scale, you never count calories, and Way never tells you what to do. They are the opposite of a restrictive diet, which we love. Once again, you guys know I rarely promote things like this because I have to make sure they get that VGB stamp of approval, and Way definitely has mine. And if you are looking for a way to heal your relationship with food or become more mindful, look no further than way. And for a limited time only, when you visit eatmyway.com, you will receive 30% off your subscription and a one week free trial. That's only $6.99 a month for way to help you find more peace in your relationship with food and your body. That's eat my way, E-A-T-M, 
www.eatmyway.com, eatmyway.com to get 30% off and a one week free trial for a limited time. I definitely relate to like having a lot of my life be on Instagram. Like, I mean, the fact that I was like, low key, like I wanted, I did want to do this and it made me excited because I do love the people who follow me, but I literally hired someone to document it in live time because like that is the pressure I feel for every day to be shown. Of the stuff that's being shown, which is like beautiful. No, you're so right. You don't have that when you go on Summer House. Yeah. (laughs) So with me, I was like, I kind of was like, I gave you guys everything and you did whatever the fuck you wanted with it. And now like, I just don't, I just want a moment of like peace, but I got to post from my Instagram, mm-hmm. what I wanted to show. And I loved sharing for the girlies. Right. Like, this is my aesthetic. If you like this, like, play setting, like, hit these people up. And I really was into, like, the aesthetic of it all. And I do feel like after the wedding, I felt a comfort with my husband. I was just, I, my next question was going to be married life. Yeah. So, okay. So, we... Unlike you guys, who I feel like have grown together and known each other (laughs) forever, I met this man when he was tired. He's 47. He's seen a lot of shit in the world. We meet during COVID. And how old are you? I'm 29 or 30, living alone (laughs) with my parents in during COVID with five cats, like haven't been touched by a man in seven months. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, he messages me. He's a comic. I kind of knew of him. I'd seen him do comedy a while ago. He used to live in Ireland. Because of the pandemic, he moved to Long Island and saw I was out in Long Island. We go on a date and I'm like, wow, I hit it off with this guy. Second date, we have sex. (laughs) I love how you're using the camera. My husband, my husband, literally like I'm on reality TV or something. My husband. But also like COVID was different. Like one date was like, seven dates also we we had like two dates today anyway right. i don't need to fucking explain myself so <laughs> you guys are married like, we hit it are we like hit it off like crazy and it was a whirlwind we went on like a couple dates then i had to do this reality show where i didn't see him for a while but we were on the phone every night for like four hours i get out of the show we kind of immediately move in together and spend the next like yeah four months together in deep dark covid just like playing house he proposes and then the next year and a half is kind of crazy, but we get married. Fun fact, the morning of I did make him drive me to CVS to take a plan B because I'm very bad with my birth control and I thought I was going to get pregnant on my wedding night. <laughs> Wait, the morning of your wedding? You took the morning plan after. B. Oh, got it. So like some people don't have sex on their wedding night because they're like having they got drunk. They're having too much fun. I feel like it's actually common. I don't know what happened. He's sober, though. I remember him pulling me off the bar at 2 a.m. We went back and we like hooked. Like we like It was like, OK, we had sex. Next morning, I wake up and for the girlies, I'm spotting. And I realize like, you're ovulating. Who knows the last time you took your birth control? Because you're so busy wedding planning. I have a wedding planner. Why don't you get an IUD? That is such a fucking good question. <laughs> you seem like an IUD girly. Right? Like, know yourself. Okay. Don't take the pill. Are we doing brass? Are we doing copper? Like, what's the, what are we doing? Rose gold. Rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> gold was in, now it's silver. What are we doing? But then people say it's all painful. What I, I don't. I'm not on it because I'm trying to do the whole holistic thing right now. So I literally <laughs> wake his ass up, and I have my wedding makeup like smudge all over my face. Like I look like a dance mom whose daughter just lost, and I'm like blah with mascara like down my chin. And I'm like, babe, do you want to have a baby? 
And he's like, I kind of want to travel for like two to three years. I'm like, you're 47, but that's totally fine. <laughs> Let's travel and go to Walgreens this morning. So I literally like in my like outfit for the brunch, like we're going to the brunch oh on the way to brunch. Oh my gosh. I go to the CVS. And I have a little stand up bit about it. How like, you know, even if you know that Walgreens, like when you go for plan B, it just starts closing in on you and you're like, I can't find it. I don't know where anything is. I'm right. scared. The <laughs> family planning aisle. I'm like, I need a family unplanning aisle. What's going on? So I took it and everyone was like waiting for me to post something from the wedding. But I was very trying to have a very like, like what you had, like other people are posting, but I kind of want to not I worry didn't have about my, my phone, phone for like 48 hours. Yes. you. It's really good. It's so because you have to be in the moment. Yes. And who knows what you're going to see online that could work. Oh, you don't like how this looked or. But also just like people texting, calling. Like I just, oh. I literally was like, I don't want to be reachable for two days. It was oh. great. We both did it. Oh, I want to do that just on a normal Monday. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, the first thing I posted was like my wedding band and me holding the plan B. Oh my gosh. And it got a pretty funny response from people. And then after honestly there was just a peacefulness to it where it was like oh this is like for real like this is I also got a weird like natural animalistic urge where I was like I want to have your babies like the night I was like I'm ready to have your babies <laughs> and then I woke up and I took a plan do you B. think about kids oh, Victoria it's so interesting because my stand-up career kind of just started to get good momentum but it's you have to kind of decide because like touring and for it's it's a great career because I feel like I'd be available for like, I don't have the nine to five where I could find availability, flexibility. I want to work hard. So maybe I have like help or my mom or whatever, but you have this fear that like, Oh, if I have a kid right now, is it going to fuck some, some trajectory? Well, I get that. You know, you want to be in a place where I like, I don't want to have kids for like four years. Cause I, I'm too obsessed with my career. Mm -hmm. I like don't, I literally do not want to sacrifice anything. I, I feel selfish. People like Amanda Hirsch, that's getting that fat. Yeah. Who had a kid and I swear to God, her career blew the fuck up. Right. And there's something about like who you become as a person. I don't fucking know. Well, can I just say how freaking iconic it would be to see you doing stand up with a pregnant? Like, I just feel like I haven't seen. I think Ali Wong did just that like for in one a bag, special. Like a cute dog. No, but, just like my baby. No, not <laughs> the baby, but like you actually being pregnant on stage and being hilarious is iconic. Amy Schumer has a great documentary called Growing where she is pregnant throughout like a whole tour and she's just puking. Like she had this disease where like you puke the whole time. And I'm like, I've seen no messaging yet that makes it positive besides Ali Wong. But that bitch, you just saw her look like gorgeous, about to pop it out. I... I think I want to wait like two to three years. Yeah. But I feel like there's just there's no right time. Right. And we're going to figure it out. But nowadays, <laughs> there's a lot of people on TikTok yes. who are posting about, I'll say it, I regret having kids. And yes. all the comments are like, me too, me too, me too. Or like and it's scaring people. Yes, it is. Like that whole trend from euphoria mm -hmm. of them being like, my husband never talks or looks at me anymore since we had children. Me and Max getting in a mythical fight. I'm like, that day, I'm like, Max. <laughs> When we have kids, you know, you better be like helping me. He's like, obvious. He's like, where's this coming from? If I was a worm and I had a kid, what would you do? But I, 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 I get these mixed messages where people are like, it's the greatest thing ever, but you're going to hate it. Your life's going to be ruined, but you're never going to be the same. You're never going to love like that again. And I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. So, but I also, I love kids. I just, but I never was one like, I need to be a mom. I just like assumed it would happen, but then I didn't assume my life would be like this. And then I'm talking to these male comics yesterday and I start getting jealous. Wait, but that's the thing. We have always assumed we would have kids. I had this like I come just, to Jesus normal. the other day taking a shower. I was like, 
whoa, 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 because I'm a woman, that's always been the story. There's never a, will you want to be a mom with guys? It's like, will you settle down? Will you find someone? Will you want that? Will you choose work? I never have had an option is what it's kind of felt like. This guy I was talking to, his career is kind of similar to mine. And he's he he also is like really getting momentum right now. And he is a girlfriend. And I was like, you know, it's crazy. I have to sit here and think what's going to happen if I have a kid and how it's going to affect me. We're like, you're not going to be affected that much. Mm-hmm. That's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. I'll we even, don't like, love be it. doing makeup before a show and be like, the male comics don't have to do makeup. They're fucking writing jokes while I'm fucking putting makeup on and coming up with an outfit. They're coming out looking like, you know, they have detention at school. Right. And that's their look. And also, it's funny going back to the wedding a little like Des the day of. I mean, he's a gorgeous man. He's naturally he was like a child model, cheekbones, whatever he goes. Out, he these men are so handsome, just so naturally, just no skincare routine, using the hand towel. Long eyelashes, literally. And he was like in a hot tub like two hours before the wedding with his boys and then like, you know, got it together. But my, what I got upset was when I was trying on my wedding dress and I was told by this like tough seamstress, she goes, it was like tight. The, when you finally, that is so stressful, the like trying on period. The fitting. It's the fi- a final fitting is like you after like a year from when I chose the dress, where's your body now? Mm-hmm. It was tight. And I was like, I can't dance in this. And she was like, why do you need to dance? I'm like, I can't move. My hips are so like, I can't like even she's like, why do you need to move your legs like that? I'm like, because I don't I'm going to have fun. It's my wedding. I can't yeah. don't talk about how some of these dresses are so uncomfortable. And she's like, can you walk? And I'm like, yeah. And she, I was like, but I can't really sit. And then she's like, look, lose three pounds and it will fit perfectly. But like said it so just like factual, like, what are you pussy? Lose three pounds. And I just remember getting so fucking mad to the point that I wanted to like gain weight. Like I was like, <laughs> I now want to just get bigger. Like I, 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 I was very like, Wait, I had I, some anger. I hate that. Like that is so messed Lose up. Lose three pounds. And you know so... what? You know what's fucked up? I did. I, I lost a little weight. It looked. Intentionally uh, or you just did because of wedding but it stuff? was like, it was like a long, like I, I didn't. I was, I just was like health conscious. Like I didn't do any kind of, I just like was like, okay, go to the gym today. Like I tried a little, but I, I didn't like that I had to try for societal like expectations. And like, I can have compassion for you in a high stakes situation, all this shit going on. You have this professional woman who's also when these seamstresses are like, I don't know about freaking stitching and sewing and mm-hmm. all. I don't know about this. That's they're the experts. So when they say this can be done or this can't be done, you just kind of freak out and you're like, yeah. So for that person in that and power like position a month, to tell like, you this is your simple fix. And then the world has always told you to do that as well. Like I have compassion for you feeling like, like that was your lose choice. Three pounds. It's kind of like what you couldn't lose three pounds. It's like, but no, it's the bigger arching message that it's giving that like, why do I have to shrink into this dress and why can't the dress fit who I am? Was Did she not have an option to like cut steam and do like a corset type back or something? I think she kind of was like, just you can lose it. Like you have a month, just lose it. You look so, so good. How did you do that and not let it get super toxic and take you down a dark path? When I was 16, I had some like restrictive qualities. I was working out crazy. Like I was trying to have control of my life and I, 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 everyone has it. It's, I call it like, it's like the almond mom voice in your head mm-hmm. that'll come in and you have to be like, shut the fuck up. But I really had been living my life. Like, I don't, I just want to be healthy. I eat what I want. 
just do my thing. So I just became like a little conscious where I was like, okay, don't pig out. Maybe let's not order Mexican tonight and instead maybe order something a little less greasy. Like I didn't do anything extreme. I don't like people telling me what to do. And I did not like that I was doing something for like other people. Mm -hmm. So I did it begrudgingly. And I just remember seeing you and you talk about it. And I'm like, so I don't have that many insecurities about my body as in I, I see it as a vessel. I don't yeah. see it as like sexualized. So to be used as this like sexual dainty feminine thing, I was like, I don't even want to be this right now. Mm -hmm. That's not me. Mm -hmm. I was always I was like definitely anxious towards some of my ending fittings because my top was a corset. Ooh. And so the back like. I remember the seamstress showing me and my mom, like, you know how when you're wearing a corset, like your back fat, like makes a big fold, yes. like one fold. And so she was like, you're going to put your fingers here. Like, this is what you're going to do to like fix the fold or whatever yeah. on the day of. Yeah. And I, and I just like in those moments was just having to remind myself, like, I don't like, I'm not going to rock this magical <laughs> ship I've built over these past five years to have this beautiful relationship with food. Imagine your whole life you work on being like, I'm not going to tell myself I need to lose five pounds to be happy. And then someone looks you in the eye and says, you need to lose five pounds for this wedding to work. That is so triggering. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, I need to talk to Victoria about this on the real pod in like two years because this is important. <laughs> like, I actually did think <laughs> like, of you. Literally bookmark it for real pod I literally was later. like, hold this off. And I think what you're doing and what you talk about is so important because it's so easy to just like lean into like what the media is and mm -hmm. think like also three pounds like three pounds it's, is going to make or break something that's like what everyone fluctuates every I did week have a anyways trainer, though who i when i first started working with her like i was like i have to start working out and i lived once a week i was like i just need someone to yell at me get me back into out of this depression and i was like yeah shed for the wedding i like made a joke and she was like we don't do that she was like, we don't fucking do that. And I was like, oh. And then I checked myself. <laughs> and I was like, for that. Oh, oh, I love that. And she's like, we're not shedding for the wedding. We're getting back and we're like getting fit. We're getting back shape. We're getting confident. There's no shedding for the wedding. And that was very cool of her. I'm sorry that you had these little incidents and you felt this way. Oh, no, I'm sharing it because I actually feel like I didn't deal with that many. And I can't imagine how many that other people have had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And I've worked hard to like get to the point where now I know like, oh, I don't have to listen to that. But I know now that I'm like, that's bad. And that could hurt someone really bad long term. Like mm -hmm. the idea that you have to be your smallest on your biggest day is just like something that needs to stop being part of the narrative. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I'm glad it is because the entire year leading up to my wedding, I was in therapy once a week. There's a lot going on, okay? There's family stuff, there's stress, there's pressure, there's balancing work life, there's a lot. And therapy was so beneficial for me and I still go. And look, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, right? especially because we are always growing and changing. You know this if you listened to last week's episode. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which that is major. You need to make sure you like your therapist, and I love that BetterHelp gives you that option to really find someone you vibe with. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash realpod to get 10% off your first month. This super fun podcast episode with Hannah is sponsored by my favorite Athletic Greens. Y'all know I drink AG1 every single day. If you are not on this hype, get on it. What are you doing? I've been drinking AG1 for like years now. I've got my dad on it. Max got me onto it. I've got my best friends on it and I need to get you on it because it is truly the best thing ever. AG1 is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. AG1 is delivered monthly, so you don't have to think about it. I love that part. It just comes every month, and by that time, I'm out, so it's replenished. I also get the travel packs, so I never miss a day. I am back on the road speaking this week and going to Paris. So, you know, I brought my AG1 travel packs to keep my system right. I personally just love that it's the most important daily nutrients and it's long-term gut health. And it's just all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, and more working together as one. And my mornings truly do not feel complete without AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash realpod. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Check it out. I had a really traditional wedding. Like Mm. I wanted tradition. That Mm. to me was classic. That was very royal princess. That's what I always wanted. Mm -hmm. When I think about, okay, my dad is, this man is walking me to this man and handing me off. You know, of course I have people messaging me like, why are you going to do this? It's so old fashioned. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not doing it because I, my dad chose my life partner or, yeah. you know, I, I am incompetent without passing from man to man. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because my whole life, my dad and I always talk to this moment. My mom wants nothing to do with walking down this aisle in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't even want to do it. And, and it would be special for me. I, I don't want to walk alone. I'd be too scared and anxious prior to the, st- the freaking staircase I had to walk down that my mom always told me I was going to fall. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, mom, if I fall, it'll go viral on TikTok. So it's a win-win. <laughs> it's content. It's a win-win. Premium content. I either walk down and it's beautiful and I get what I want or we get a content piece. So, you know, with the traditional things and certain aspects of a wedding, I think you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And if it's a reason that really does mean a lot to you and you value it, then great. And who cares what other people say? Well, it's your perspective. Like you can see something like, oh my God, my whole life I've wanted this moment with my dad, like walking down the aisle. And I have my own triggers where like I've in tennis, like I played on the guys team. I feel like I'm in a male dominated place in comedy. I feel like I've put on this earth to go in male dominated spaces and show that like other people can exist and thrive and be beautiful in it Mm -hmm. so I I have my own like justice wound 
with that. So it's like, yeah, everyone has their own lens that they're seeing things from and their own experience. I walked with my mom and my dad. My mom's my best friend. My dad and I are the same person where we're like weird. Like we like Mm -hmm. think the same. Like he'll text me when I'm like, how did he even know I needed to hear from him? Like we're very connected. But I walked with him and my mom and we were like on the beach and we didn't factor in that like I'm literally getting stuck in the sand and I'm tripping and they're going fast and I'm going slow. It was so funny. And then we get there and I was so overstimulated. I haven't even seen what it looked like. I was like, this is amazing. I see all my friends. I'm freaking out. I literally just like give the flowers to my mom and walk up to the aisle. Like I didn't even kiss either of them. Oh, I, I literally no, right, panicked because you're not thinking I panicked. Oh, and afterwards I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't like kiss my dad or my mom, but I literally was like, give them the flowers and go up. Yeah. I just, I did not anticipate to have the adrenaline that I had on when I was up at the aisle. Cause I'm like, I perform in front of people all the time. This is gonna be fine. At the altar. I had fucking adrenaline at the altar. Yeah. I was like adrenaline. Really? Like, like excited and nervous. And- See, I think that the th- 30 minutes I was on the altar with Max is like the most present I've ever been in my entire life. My reception though, I was like floating outside my body thinking about a million things. Like it was really hard for me to get grounded into my reception. I couldn't even, I could not eat. I could not eat a thing. Oh yeah, I didn't eat or drink. I, I, like water. I, I, I was, I, I, I was sipping out. on a margarita. I couldn't even. I didn't feel a buzz. Friends, I didn't, give the bride water but, throughout the night. Yes, but I also didn't want to get. I because I knew I hadn't been able. I ate a breakfast and lunch, but I could not eat at the at the actual wedding. It was just like too much, going too much on. going on. I didn't eat either. Apparently, in Ireland, the bride and the groom like give speeches, and I'm like, does like we do this all the time? Like I kind of want to sit back, but he's like, no, we have to give speeches. So he gives his speech, and he's killing like laughs for a minute like people are dying Wait, that, laughing, I would dying hate laughing. that if I was a stand-up having to do stand-up at my own and wedding and he's like oh he's a really fucking good stand-up and I have to follow him and everyone's laughing and then at one point he saw me look at my phone and she, he goes look she's she knows she's up next so she's checking her notes making sure she has her jokes right so we're like <laughs> fucking with each other also the, our reception was very funny because and I, we were like getting heckled during, not the reception, the ceremony. We were getting like heckled. Like our judge was really funny. He's a family friend. And like people were like, what? Like yelling. Like it was, cr- it was, the energy was crazy. Right. But then I went to give my speech and I like, you have to slow it down. You can't try to compete with the like laughter. You have to slow it down, bring it back to zero and build them back up. Just a comedy tip. And I, everyone, I was being sweet, being sweet. And then I said something like, you know, sometimes I wish I met you earlier in life because... I would love to know like who you were and like grow with you. But then I realized if I met you when you were, you know, 20 years old, I would have been in kindergarten. And, <laughs> and I got like a applause break. And oh I was my like, God. And so yeah, we you don't like, need anything further than that. Wait, does that age thing like jip you up at all? I, like when you think about the future and he'll be 50 in two I years. I needed someone who was like really confident in their career to be with me. I needed someone who like knew what they wanted. I need someone who was independent because I'm not a fucking babysitter. I'm not a project manager. And he was that perfect person for me. The only thing that's a little hard is now we're thinking about kids and I have to factor in like the more we wait, the older he's going to be later in the kid's life. Mm-hmm. And then we're comics. So he makes jokes all the time. Like, well, I'm going first. So and I'm like, can you okay, not going to don't say that. Yeah, I would think about that as well. I, math, Max and I do that math now. We'll just be like, OK, where will we you're like, be? You're two months older than me. When do we want to be out of the house? <laughs> and empty nesters. I do. I also did not was not one of those girls who had like an older guy thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never the oldest. When I was 26, I was with a 36 year old and that was like crazy. I right. Just, which which shows you it's not like some fetish. I it's don't just have like, some zaddy fetish. Right. No. Right. I always loved dating guys. Yeah. Around my age. And it was terrible. And 
I had a psychic tell me that I was going to meet someone, but they're not going to be my traditional type. And I'm like, wait, he's not going to be tall. Like he's not gonna be like funny or like athletic. Like, what are we trying to say? Like, I was really upset. And I'm like, oh, because I'm gonna meet an old man. <laughs> oh my gosh, a psychic. Have you been to many? Do you I have often? like I've been to a couple. I think it's a good thing to do when you feel kind of lost in your life. Cause some of them, like, they kind of at it's kind of like a therapy session where they're kind of like ask you about like who the fuck really are you and what do you really fucking want? Mm-hmm. And what's your real lane and what kind of person you are. So I I'm not one to like yuck anyone's yum like and be like i believe this i don't believe this i like to kind of just talk to people about life right like when people have different perspectives about the world people who believe in you know past lives after lives like who are don't believe in any of that like i i have all those people in my life and Mm -hmm. i like to factor it all i'm the same way i love asking the big questions i had always been same i'd always been very afraid of psychics and not like afraid of an actual if you said no i was afraid i I was like don't tell me my future yeah i didn't want to be told something that would like really freak me out or make me think for the rest of my life like i've had a friend say their psychic said they're having twins like that's too that's too detailed you can't be that my psychics have done and what psychics will do is they'll tell you you actually know like you'll be like what do i want and they'll be like what should i do and they go you know what you want right and then you're like what and they're like you you know and then you take this you take a big pause to think about what your higher self and it's of course you know in your gut i think it's like a small pointer for humans to know that we do have some divine energy or something that if we tune into the world around us we can get those answers but we don't because so much of our society now is so far from nature and quiet and mindfulness that we make decisions and we stare at screens. And so I've been trying to like slow down more and think about like, what is the world saying to me? Cause I don't listen yes. to it. That is so beautiful. And also I think about how they say like boys and girls are both like the same level interested in like Legos when they're like young and then, or like scientific stuff or math stuff. And then by the time they're nine, it's like a huge divide. What changed? People telling them, you play with this, you play with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what the boys do. Like, who were you before society told you what you should be? And that's why I do that, like, inner child shit where, like, I will look at, like, who is Hannah in those family videos? Like, I was jumping in front of the camera, making the silly faces, being, like, goofy. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like one thing I'm grateful for is I feel like I've had, life is hard. I'm going to have so many ups and downs. I deal with a lot of bullshit. But, like, at least I'm doing what I feel like the place I'm my body's meant to be. Because mm-hmm. I also, my body will reject shit. Like I'll get panic attacks. Like your body tells you when it's not in the right space. But this is the thing. If you really listen to the universe, the universe tells you. And the universe loves me so much that they know that they need to fuck my shit up so royally bad for me to get out of things. Yeah, for you to even be like, wait, yeah, should like, I question this? I, like the th- <laughs> if you look at like the patterns in my life... The reason I get out of situations is because the universe is like, we're going to make this the most horrible thing ever so you can leave. Right. Because I'm a fighter. I will stay in a situation. It's like comfy. I'll stay. So like with tennis, I think I got to the point where I was like, I was dealing with like the yips on my serve. I was having all these mental health issues. I like, w- w- even when I won, I felt nothing. Like how many more 
things can be thrown at a person. I got hit by a car right in my senior year when that. I was trying to go for all Big Ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hear you. <laughs> You're like, destined for creative. You're destined for performing, you know? And, but also I tell all these people who, I know you probably have very high performing people who listen. I've had a lot of people hit me up being like, I'm retiring from my sport. I'm so scared. What am I going to be? What made you great in that sport is going to make you great in so many other things. And Preach. we're such... We're such so many like dualities to our personalities. I know so many athletes who are so fucking creative and amazing. So for me, did I have a lot of nights that I cried? I'm like, why did I put 25 years of my life into this sport when none of like the dreams I really wanted came true with it? And I realized that it was literally just part of the journey. And you've become who you are and know what you know now because of that. I talk to Max about that all the time. Talk to my brother about that. Both of them were going professional and yep. didn't work out. And I really admire people. You know, it's like you have your stripes that are going to help That's you in life because you've ha faced adversity. And I also feel like we've had like this like crazy career before even getting into the real world mm -hmm. that you've experienced. So, yeah, it's not always like I got the gold medal. It's like, no, you got your stripes. Mm -hmm. And then you're less scared of things happening to you because they've already happened to you. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much for coming uh, back Oh my God, this pod. went by too fast. I know. I like, we can keep going for hours and hours and hours, but you're the best. I love you tons. I love this and, pod. I'm obsessed with everything oh, you do. thanks, babe. I'm obsessed with everything you do. You're, this The new street comedy thing, genius. Oh my God, thank you. Need you need to be late night. Oh my God, thank you. I'm grinding. I'm trying. And for people who are obsessed oh, yeah. with you, where do they go? I, I If you go to HannahBurn.com, I do have some comedy shows coming up <gasps> in Boston, Yay. New York City, Richmond, Salt Lake City, Miami. And I'm adding dates all the time. So it's really... Love that. You're going to so kill it. I was thinking you guys, you have you. to see Hannah live. It's so fun. I took Max on a date night. It was the best. Oh my God. It was so fun to meet you guys in person. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or a review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.